welcome to the second series of the Job Oppo podcast, Changing Gear, where we'll discuss the challenges and opportunities that surround veteran employment, we'll meet sector influencers, speak with top oppos and others that are willing and able to offer their advice to our community. Please enjoy. Well, welcome, Oppos, to this edition of the Changing Gear podcast with Job Oppo. Uh, I'm delighted today to welcome onto the podcast Penny Connerton, who's the director of Penny's Farm Able CIC, which is a social farming advisor. Um, and Penny, welcome onto the podcast. Thank you. I suppose biggest initiative from a job opera point of view is to try and get veterans into employment uh, for uh, service leavers and veterans. Um, tell me a little bit about how you've got involved into this area and, and tell us a little bit about Farm Able and what that does. I was farming from a tiny background um, for 22 years and I um, became a carer of a serviceman and decided after um, the foot and mouth disease where there was quite a few veterinary surgeons with PTSD and veterans um, with my involvement that it would be good to try and combine um, rural skills, farming skills, being out with Mother Nature to help veterans. So I set up a charity which I've been running for eight years and now I've got my own CIC. Uh, fantastic now obviously straight away we'll have to make sure we separate the the vet and mm -hmm. the veteran and they're not uh vets who are vets i, I suppose is the uh <laughs> yes. the play yeah. on words that's there um but first of all think why is this important to you what, what what drives you to want to be involved in this you know on a day-to-day -day basis what what gets you out of bed to say i've got i'm on a mission what is it that's really behind this i think when you've seen the changes in somebody i i've made big changes in my life and seeing people on farms actually completely changing their lifestyle totally and enjoying what they're doing and, and being a catalyst for change. And with my background of doing that, actually, is, is one of the reasons that I wanted to share that with other people um, and show them just how development can take place so easily when you're out with Mother Nature and with the right people. Now, for somebody, you know, I'm a city boy. I wasn't brought up on a farm at all, but I've spoken to several people now involved in the sector. And, and it is quite a departure for some people from maybe what they did previously. And, and I think particularly of, you know, being in the service, being in uniform, you could probably think, apart from the, the outdoors part of that, that the sector is quite a departure, would be quite a change in, in direction for people. What is it about that sector that you think would be most appealing to to service leavers and veterans who maybe haven't considered this sector before? I think the openness and being outdoors and the naturalness of it all, of, 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 and the, obviously the, the similarities with veterans is they, they know what serious situations are. Farmers know what serious situations are. They have to adapt quickly and, and, and it, it fits. There's a lot of similarities between the two communities. Uh, now, service leavers, veterans coming out, we always talk about transferable skills, transferable attitudes, things that they've done. You know, that adaptability you've just talked about, you know, pressure situations. When you look at the farming sector, the, the agriculture, the land sector, 
why do they struggle to fill those posts and those roles themselves? You know, where where does the the manpower, where does the management of the farms of the future come from if it's not going to come from maybe the veteran sector? How, how does how does the sector sustain itself in terms of people? It's a very difficult sector, um, made worse at the moment because of Brexit and because of um, seasonal workers. It's generally not been valued as a a decent income for a very long time. I mean, going into Europe did cause a lot of problems for a lot of farmers, and, and so many had to leave because of that. And now we've come out of Europe, and we're you know on the end of of those problems as well. So it's not an easy life, but it's a very rewarding life. And I, because I I suppose I've been called a change ranger because I started farming from a complete towny background in in 1980 after the sudden loss of my mum and wanted a different way of life. So I suppose I can relate to that and share with people just how important it is to try something new and different and what it can do for you. Yeah, I think that that's sometimes the the challenge for us in particular in Job Oppo is to open the eyes of, of veteran service leavers who haven't even thought about this sector because it isn't just about, and I'm going to say, you know, moving cows and milking cows, et cetera, you know, the, the whole sector there's roles for you know mechanical engineers there's all sorts of roles there where do you think the i suppose the softest landing would be for someone who's looking at this sector if they were coming out of the military i think the key thing is willingness to learn i mean if i go back to when i was farming i had a dairy herd and i wanted to have a farm shop and i wanted to make cheese and i sent my milk away to have cheese made and thought why am i doing this i should be doing it myself and and I couldn't keep up with it now if I had somebody who was highly skilled and prepared to learn I could have rented a building to a, a veteran or anybody to be honest you know that could have done that and, and made my life easier and worked with them as a small little business and opportunity and there's masses of opportunities on farms that because farmers are so worn out trying to keep it all together don't always see the opportunities and that's what I hope to do with this project is to you know, to go in and, and look with a fresh pair of eyes and, and see what opportunities there could be for veterans. Now, I think, you know, the military mindset is problem solving. They love to kind of find a, a solution to something, whether it's in a sector that they're familiar with or not. We spoke to Jeremy Gibbs and Brody Watson on a, a previous podcast when we were looking at the sector as a whole. And I know Brody was really keen to bring up his family Yes. In, in this environment, you know, and he saw the future and wanted his family to understand where the food come from and, and all those things. Yeah. Do you think there's a, a generation change here? Maybe that the I'm going to say the modern service leaver veteran would be more interested in that. You know, maybe it's the biodiversity or, you know, the the ecological side of it. Do you, do you think do you, are you seeing a shift at all in, in the attitudes or the, the, the thoughts of veterans? I think it's beginning to be more about the environmental side of it, but I think it, if you've got something that's a practical skill that you can actually share and, and develop, then that, that's got to be good because that's that's part of the transferable skills and the willingness to learn. Now, we've, we've spoken here now about the, why you're doing this and, and where you see the opportunities. You know, let's talk about this on a day-to-day -day basis. Farm Able, how do you go about trying to convince farmers, landowners, et cetera, that, that veterans have the place, you know, what's, what's the direct contact that you're having with them and how, how does that work? Well, you can see I like a challenge, can't you? So, yes, <laughs> um, 
if I go back to the farmers that I've been working with over the last eight years, and there will be some testimonies on from them on the website very soon, um, how much they've enjoyed it and, and what they've learned from each other. The veterans learned from the farmers and the farmers have learned from the veterans. And, you know, they go there not knowing what on earth to expect. And yet they end up becoming friends and some of them are still going to the same farm as friends years and years later. And that's so rewarding. It, it, they just love it. Yeah. So the farmer themselves, obviously, we talked there about the supply of, of labour, of workforce being a challenge with Brexit and, and where yeah. the migrant workers have, have, have now left. If somebody was still serving, they're, they're maybe approaching their last couple of years of service and this is on their radar. They're now thinking, actually, I do want to get involved in this sector, in the land sector. How would they go about making that connection? Because, you know, I don't know any farmers. You know, if I was leaving, like, where would I where would I go? How would I find, find you? How would I find them? What's the pathway to, to get into this for a service leaver? Well, I'm just about to do a press release, and I've uh, had some quite interesting um, feedback from um, various people, which I can't really divulge just yet because it's quite exciting, <laughs> um, which will go out very soon. If I hadn't got COVID, it would have gone out, would have been done on Saturday, <laughs> but never mind. Um, yeah, so we are going to to send a press release out to all the farming organisations, masses and masses of them, and that will go out in all the different presses, and we'll see what re- you know what response we get, and, and we'll, you know we'll take it from there. Is it a, a a way forward, and it's a thing I want to try. Um, you know, after we were on Country Fire about four years ago, and there was 15 farmers down all around the country that wanted to do the same. Sadly, because of COVID, we haven't been able to take that forward, but that's what I'd like to do now. And if those um, farms are in areas where those guys service leavers and where they can spend a few days in between on their leave, then that could work. You know, it's, it's, I, I, and you've mentioned there, and that, that's an interesting one for me. So, you know, our farmers willing to i suppose to have visitors if you like we use that phrase but you know a couple of days here and there just to find their feet get a get a feel and get introduced to the environment are they amenable to that is that something that you know if you you were in an area i suppose i've been assessing the right farmers you know for the best part of eight years and obviously was farming myself so it's not going to suit every every farmer or every farm but it is about the assessment and, and we'll see when, you know, when it goes out to press, just what, what response we're going to get. And I think it would be, you know, the, from talking to my friends of Farm and Community Network, which used to be Farm Crisis Network, which have been very helpful to me over the years, they are very keen to to help move along with this and help with this. So that's only one organisation and there's many. And LinkedIn has been fantastic in actually bringing people forward and putting people together, as you know, so... <laughs> absolutely now i suppose one of the challenges for somebody who's who's leaving the service as again is identifying where the potential farms might be you know is there a concentration or is there a demand or a need in certain parts of the country higher than others you know if if i'm a service leaver would i actually be thinking well it's it's more south based or or is there a fair even scattering around the country of where where people are needed I mean, the southwest has got probably more dairy farms than anything, if if that's you know the way we go. But no, I think it could go anywhere. Um, it, it's, I think it's more about the right farmer and the right situation, um, and the the learning that can come from it. You know, it's, it's about education. 
at the end of the day and, and with assessing the right farmer who can do that. Be prepared to to be, you know, for a veteran to be a shadow almost, you know, for a few days or for longer. I think he, the difference with this is it's going to be very individualistic as to as to each farm and each farmer and each farming business. And it could be an estate, it could be a big estate, it could be a tiny smallholding. So that's what makes it exciting. <laughs> yeah. Now you've mentioned back in your own background about sending your milk off to make cheese and yeah. If only you'd had a veteran or somebody there that you could have trained, actually could yeah. have kept that almost in-house. Yeah. When we talk about this sector, we're not just talking about dairy farms. and no, you know, no, we're not, no. just, just give me an idea of some of the, I suppose, the little um, niche areas within this sector that potentially, you know, a farmer may say, well, actually, here's a little bit of diversification that I could bring someone in to, to look after this area. Have you come across any in particular? I think. There's some, you know, farm shops with butcher, with butchery skills that could be taught. Um, I I know recently somebody went on a, a course to do charcuterie, which is is a really in thing at the moment. But if you've got woodland, you know, charcoal logs, um, and tourism side of things, there's one farmer that was that still is a provider who's got yurts, and somebody could help with the, with the tourism side of things, with the yurts and things, you know. So they. There's endless opportunities, but each farm is very individual and, and that is where the assessment comes in. Now, one of the things that we, we look at with all service leavers and veterans is understanding what their passion and purpose. Uh, you know, when you've described it can be a hard life, it isn't necessarily the highest paid job, you know, like working in the city, etc. It sounds to me like you've really got to want to do this uh, and, and how to how do you identify those people i suppose how do you see those stand out from the crowd when, when they're coming to you i think in my experience you, you know if the veteran has been willing to try something new and then you see the results that it's had and the smiles on their faces and the the, the motivation from it that is what it's all about to me now Hard work seems to go hand in hand with the word farming every time I hear about it. There is another side to this as well. It, it can be extremely long hours. It's physical yeah. in that respect as well. You know, there's times of the year I'm, I'm sure where it's probably like being on a, a detachment. You might not see us as a family at certain times of the year as well. And we can kind of highlight all those challenges, if you like. What's the plus side of it? Tell me some of the things that from your own experience as a farmer that that you would say, look, those things are far outweighed by by these. Can you just list those for me? Yeah, I mean, for me, I I fell in love with a Jersey cow and, and I became a cattle breeder and I absolutely loved it. And I showed cows. I used to think showing was a load of rubbish until I realized what it was all about. And I learned the hard way in some ways, but I wouldn't swap it for the world. Um, you know, when you've got a cow carving and she puts her head down and pushes a calf towards you and, and looks at you and says, look what I've done. You know, it, it's like a million dollars, and especially if it's, a, if it's a heifer calf, which is a little girl, um, which goes into the herd and lives to 19, like my first calf did, Tulip. Um, yeah, so that side of it was very satisfying. I was, became a pedigree breeder. You know, from being a townie to that is quite something. Um, what else can I tell you? You know, I've bred beef calves and, and 
we, we don't give them names. You don't give them names. It's beef, beef calf. It's, it's never, you know, I remember the children saying, this is not Neville, Mum, is it? Every <laughs> <So, laughs> day gave him a name and that's fatal. You don't do that. Um, I've bred pigs for, you know, weaners. We've had um, and bred pork. We used to sell pork through the local gym club. Um, yeah, it, it is amazing how many different things you can do with the farm tourism side of it. Yes, well, I used to say when I did bed and breakfast, I realised how much I love my cows. <laughs> yeah, far easier working with animals than people, I suspect. Is sometimes in uh, sometimes in, I, in. <laughs> I might I might edit that last bit out. Yeah. Um, Penny, just just tell us now. You, you've mentioned that there's a press release on its way, and you're approaching farmers in terms of how you want to go about this. What about I'm the service lever, I'm the veteran now. I'm I'm interested. I'm my mind has been kind of stimulated to think maybe there's a, a pathway for me here. Who do I go to? How do I get in touch with you? How do I kind of start this process? Send me an email or give me a phone call. I've got, you'll be pleased to know, two possible new co-directors, which are both veterans, because if I get deluged, I need extra help. So I just don't know at the moment just how it's going to go. I mean, I know how successful it's been with the farmers in the past, but this is new and exciting and I gave out about 150 leaflets at Devon County Show and had lots of very positive feedback from that. And so we will see what the press release brings. But yes, please let them contact me by all means. Well, Penny Connerton, it's been uh, fascinating to get a little bit of insight into uh, into why you've got into this space in particular and, and what drives you uh, to want to help the veterans. And I think for any oppos out there who are interested in looking at the land sector, um, won't go far wrong by uh, dropping Penny an email, connecting with her and um, and trying to move that forward. Penny, I want to thank you for coming on to the Changing Gear podcast. Okay, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Job Oppo's podcast, Changing Gear. We hope you enjoyed it. Job Oppo is committed to changing the narrative around veteran employment and we see veterans as valuable, not vulnerable.